episode eight, waiting for the worst. Liars and Leeches is a horror audio drama intended for mature audiences only. It contains sensitive topics, including discussions of gun violence, as well as depictions of domestic violence, stalking, and murder. More specific details about each episode are listed in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. Tanya paced the length of the living room for what must have been the tenth time in as many minutes. She'd gotten a call from Natalie telling her to stay inside and not open the door for anyone except her. Natalie had sounded frightened in a way that Tanya had never heard before. If Natalie was scared, there must be something seriously wrong. Just breathe. It's okay. No one can get in. Jesus! Tanya spun around, half expecting to see the man with his face pressed against the glass of the window. Instead, she saw a branch tapping against the glass. Tanya relaxed, but only slightly. Her eyes wandered to the kitchen knife setting on the coffee table. She wanted to be ready in case the man attacked before Natalie made it home. Still, looking at it, she felt it was a hopeless attempt at protecting herself. Tanya checked her phone. No text from Natalie yet. The flight from Detroit would probably last another hour or so based on takeoff. Then Natalie would be back, and they could figure out what their next move was together. Come on, Nat. Hurry. Please. Tanya thought back to Natalie's frantic phone call. How panicked she'd been and how it was so different than Natalie's usual calm demeanor. I'm not kidding. This guy, he's not human. You need to stay the fuck inside until I get back. Sean and Vix are coming with me. This is more than we can handle on our own. Um, if this is your idea of a joke, then it's not. I... These things, these leeches, they're real. I promise uh... you, and I'm going to be back soon, but you need to stay inside and stay safe, okay? Oh, this isn't happening. Monsters aren't real. You always say you like horror movies because they aren't realistic. I saw proof. And if I can't trust my own eyes, then what the hell can I trust? Just... Fuck, just listen to me. Please. Everything I'm saying is true. I guess I don't really have a choice not to believe you. We'll talk more when you get here, okay? Don't miss your flight. Tanya wasn't prone to believing in ghost stories or the supernatural, but she did believe in Natalie. If Natalie was this scared and saying it was true, then it had to be. However, now Natalie was in the air and Tanya was alone. Waiting for her friend, or for the man, whoever arrived first. On the plane, Natalie checked her phone yet again. She'd bought the in-flight Wi-Fi in case Tanya had to get a hold of her, but so far there hadn't been any texts. The flight was mostly empty. There were very few people in the rows around Sean, Vix, and Natalie. Sean was reading a book, a romance novel, going by the cover, and Vix was smiling to herself, watching an older woman a few rows up. So, how'd you two meet? Hmm? 
She wants to know how we found each other. Oh! It's... <laughs> well, it's a strange story. A lot of me stumbling into things I should have ignored. Sean's being modest. He figured us out all on his own. Is that so? I guess. <laughs> I used to be really into the paranormal. Bigfoot, Mothman, you name it. I wanted to find proof they were real. Why? I don't know. It seemed like life would be so boring if there was nothing supernatural about it. What about you? Where'd you come from? Oh, I've been here for centuries. Just living on the fringes, feeding where I could. Weddings, birthdays, family reunions. There's a lot of little joys in the world, if you know where to look. But I'd rarely talk to humans until I saw Sean's blog. I'd heard about Victoria Parks, and I went to interview her. I asked everything I could about this mysterious person that she'd claimed had killed her husband. The way she described him on the news and in court just made him sound inhuman. And then I sat down and I wrote a blog post about it. I think deep down, I hoped something would come of it, that maybe she'd be exonerated or there'd be enough attention that some new evidence would come to light. Instead, <laughs> it brought me to Vix. I read it and got worried, because it felt like he was on the verge of discovering what leeches were. If word got out about us, we'd all be put in zoos or experimented on. So I went to visit him and I told him the truth. How'd that go? I fainted. <laughs> no shit. I learned something about myself that day. If there's some mystery left in the world, I don't want to know about it. Guess I'm kind of a chicken like that. I felt so horrible about scaring him. But after a while, we came to an arrangement. He doesn't tell anyone about us, and I get to work at his studio. It's like the perfect all-you-can-eat buffet of happiness. How does that even work? You feed on... what? The emotions people are giving off? Y you don't actually eat people, do you? <laughs> nope. Okay, so how does it work then? You humans radiate emotion. You give off energy based on that. For example, right now, you're all nerves. I can sense the tension, the worry, and all that love you have for your friend. None of that is what I consume, though. See that woman a couple rows up, kinda older, reading a book? Yeah. Can you tell what she's feeling? Not from here. I can. She's so happy. Like, incandescently happy. I'm gonna guess her first grandchild's been born. Or maybe there's a wedding she's on her way to. All that emotion just coming off her in waves. Natalie looked back at the woman. She could see the relaxed set of her shoulders now. As the flight attendant stopped near her to ask if she wanted a drink, the woman turned her face to the side slightly, and Natalie could see the woman's smile stretching from ear to ear. I just absorb all that energy coming off her. She'll never notice, but it's like a good filet mignon for you. Just the best meal I could hope for. <laughs> 
that's why I work with Sean. Besides the fact he's a pretty sweet guy. He gives me access to all these incredible moments of happiness you humans have, and I get to feed. In return, I give him protection. He took his blog post down after I showed up at his door, but you never know how many other leeches may have seen it and might come looking for him someday. Natalie longed to ask more, but she stopped as the flight attendant approached their row, a smile on their face. Hi, can I get you anything? Something to drink, maybe, or a snack? I'll have a pop and maybe a snack box, if you have one. Vodka soda. Neat. Thanks. Anything for you? Oh, no thank you. I just ate. Vix flashed a smile at Natalie and Sean. Natalie still didn't know what to make of her or her stories, but she tried to smile back all the same. Back at the house, Tanya picked at her takeout dinner. She knew she had to eat, but her stomach was in knots. Every movement, every noise seemed to signal that the man was trying to break into her home. She had the distinct feeling of being watched. It made the hair on the back of her neck stand up. Tanya set her plate down and grabbed her phone. It was a text from Natalie. Just landed. We'll be there in about an hour and a half. You okay? Tanya typed out a quick yes before setting her phone down and trying to eat more. The TV was on, playing something that Tanya wasn't paying attention to. Eventually, Tanya realized that she wasn't going to eat anything. She carried her plate into the kitchen and scraped the remains of her half-eaten dinner into the trash, putting her plate in the sink before going back to the living room. For a moment, she stood there, taking in the sight of what was once Tammy and Jim's home. Night had fallen, and it was dark outside in that way that a hot summer's night always was. Tanya wondered about what her sister would say about what was happening to her if she were here. She would have believed Tanya from the first day. She would have protected her baby sister from danger. Tanya knew that. Fault detected. Bedroom window. Fuck. The beep had startled her, and Tanya knew if she'd been holding anything, she would have dropped it. The house was still in quiet. No footsteps could be overheard. Instead, it was as if the world around her was holding its breath as Tanya slowly crept forward and grabbed the knife from the coffee table. The blade shone silver in the light from the lamps as she made her way towards the stairs, trying to control her breathing. The stairs creaked slightly under Tanya's weight as she stepped onto the first step. She knew the fourth step of the stairs would creak the loudest, and she made sure to step over it gingerly as she continued to climb. Tanya's hands were sweating, and she held the knife even more tightly as she finally made it to the landing. Her heart was pounding loudly. For a moment, she considered just running and seeing if she could make it to her car, but there was no way she'd be able to make it if the man was as fast as Victoria claimed. So Tanya told herself to be brave. If the man really was here, she was going to go out fighting. Tanya continued her slow walk forward, finally stopping outside the bedroom door. Tanya exhaled and listened for the sound of an intruder. Now, get the fuck out of my house! 
but there was no one there. The window was closed and locked. One of the motion sensors, however, had fallen to the floor. It beeped plaintively at her as Tanya walked over to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You scare the shit out of me. Tanya set the device on her dresser and made a mental note to call the handyman back the next day. For a moment, Tanya stood there and caught her breath, trying to get her heart to stop racing. It was just a noise, nothing more. Tanya checked her watch as she headed for the stairs. Only 20 minutes till Nat gets back. I can keep my shit together for 20 more minutes. Just breathe. Tanya headed down the stairs, knife hanging loosely at her side. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And then she stopped as she reached the living room. You... Ah, Tonya, it's good to see you. The man was just sitting there, right on Tonya's couch, like he'd materialized out of thin air. He was sitting comfortably, relaxed, as if he was here to visit an old friend. The hood of his coat was down, and for the first time, Tonya finally saw his full face. He was normal-looking, almost handsome even. He looked like your average man... Save for his eyes. They were pitch black and glistening, like polished stones. The man cocked his head to the side as those cold eyes swept over Tanya. When he smiled, his lips pulled back to reveal pointed, sharp teeth. His smile was too big as well, stretching far too wide across his face. He reminded Tanya of a shark. His arm was stretched across the back of her couch, and a diamond-shaped mark was prominently displayed on his left hand. Get the fuck out of my house! Now, now? Is that any way to treat a guest? Twenty minutes. Tanya knew Natalie would be back in twenty minutes. She just had to survive for that long. What are you doing here? What do you want from me? Honestly, you've given me everything I need. I haven't eaten this well since I visited the Parks family all those years ago. And even then, nothing, and I mean nothing, compares to how rich your fear is. Good. You got everything you wanted. Now get out! See, that's the thing. I just have to finish it off. Finish you off. Tonya, you're going to have to die. Because I can't have someone running around knowing my secret. Too many loose ends. At least with Victoria, she's locked up. And no one would ever believe a word she says but you. I can't let you leave. Ah, there it is, the flicker of hope. <laughs> you humans always have it. Are you expecting company? Hmm... Natalie Hale and some little hearts. Cute. Your girlfriend? She's just a friend. A friend that will only come if I don't answer. If I pick up, she'll think I'm okay and you'll have plenty of time to get away. Hmm. See, I know you're lying. All you humans do. And I don't like liars, Tonya. I really don't. 
I guess this means we'll have to be quick about everything, which completely ruins my plans. I was looking forward to taking my time, but Selavi. What the fuck? That was my phone. See, no interruptions now. It's just you and me. Tanya watched in horror as the man stood and removed his coat. The veins in his arms bulged against his skin. They were a curious black color, standing out stark against the pale white of his arms. Please, don't do this. You know as well as I do that I have to do this. But not only do I have to, I very much want to. He flexed his hands, and Tanya watched in horror as black claws began to extend from his fingers. They looked wickedly sharp, catching the light as Tanya stifled a sob. Why are you doing this? Because I'm hungry. And pain as deep as yours, that's the rare stuff, like a fine wine. Now, I want to enjoy this. The man's teeth lengthened, long white incisors hanging from his grinning mouth. His limbs began to twist grotesquely as he crouched down, his thin arms and legs stretching out like some sort of fanged humanoid spider. He cracked his neck, then smirked at Tonya. I'll give you a ten-second head start. That seems fair. Ten. Nine. Tanya didn't need telling twice. She sprinted towards the back door as if that would save her. She skidded to a halt as she grabbed the doorknob. She had no doubts that this creature was fast. Seven. She couldn't outrun it. And there was no one around to call for help. Six. She'd make it halfway across the backyard before he caught up to her. And then she'd die. Fuck. 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 Five. <sighs> Tanya's eyes fell on the back stairs and a plan began to form. She had to hold the man off for probably 15 minutes now, going by when she'd spoken to Natalie. If she could hide, there'd be three people coming to her aid. Four against one were far better odds than just her and her knife. 15 minutes. I can do this. I can do this. Fault detected. Back door. Tanya opened the back door as if she had run out, and then tiptoed as fast as she could to the back stairs. She took them two at a time, moving fast until she made it to the second floor. One. Ready not. Here I come. Tanya could hear the sound as claws against the kitchen floor below as she continued to move. She made it to the master bedroom and locked the door behind her, pressing her ear against the door to listen. The sound of the creature's claws against the floor sent shivers down her spine. All she could hope for was that her gambit worked. Running won't help you, Tanya. It'll only prolong the inevitable. Tanya heard the clacking sound disappear as the man left the house. She pressed her forehead against the door and breathed a sigh of relief. <sighs> Come on, Nat. Come on. For a moment, there was silence. Tanya barely dared to breathe. 
She could only hope that the man would be chasing her through the yard. Just as she almost relaxed, the clacking sound returned. Clever girl. You're smarter than I gave you credit for. But here's the problem. Your fear, your sweet, sweet fear, it's a beacon to me. And it dimmed the moment I left the house, so you must still be here. Shit! Tanya looked desperately around her. There were no exits here, just the window. And Tanya knew he'd easily catch her if she tried to climb down. The front door was too far away, and even then, the man was between her and her way out. She was trapped. She was doomed. Tanya squeezed her eyes shut as she heard the man's claws clicking quietly against the stairs. The man opened each door as he passed, trying to find her. Tanya stepped back from the door as the sounds grew closer, trying to contain her panic. She didn't want to die, not like this, not afraid and alone. <laughs> there you are. Tanya watched in horror as the man twisted the locked doorknob, shaking it. At first, he shook it gently, and then he grew more and more violent. <laughs> All that fear. It's so delicious. You've been calling to me since the day we met, just waiting for me. Waiting for the worst to happen. Well, it's happening now, Tonya. You're going to die. I'm going to drain all that fear out. And isn't it better that way? You won't be scared anymore. It'll just be nothingness. You won't have to keep fighting because you'll be gone. And I'll have fed. I'll have sucked every bit of that fear out and left you as a husk on the ground. Tanya! Tanya, open up! Matt! <laughs> Three more to feed on. This must be my lucky. He trailed off. Suddenly quiet. For a moment, Tanya wondered if he'd disappeared. A leech? Well... I suppose this changes things. You stay here. I've got to take care of something. Tanya could hear the sound of him, dragging one of the pieces of furniture in the hallway towards the door. There was a bump as he shoved it under the doorknob. She was trapped. There was nowhere for her to run. Now, don't you worry. I'll be right back. Fault detected. Living room window. Tanya couldn't help but grin, despite her terror. That would be Natalie, always taking the direct route. She was coming to save her. There was a chance that things would be okay. and Leeches, Episode 8, Waiting for the Worst, starring Ryan Reed as the narrator, Kendall Bird 
as Tanya, Newton Newt Shotokati as Natalie, Lindsay Wells as Vix, Jason Lasky as Sean, Jamie Richard Stewart as The Man, and Olivia Steele as The Alarm. Liars and Leeches was produced by Hemlock Creek Productions. The story was created by Marissa Ewing and the script written by K.J. Scott with script editing provided by Meg Williams. Dialogue editing, mixing, and mastering was done by Marissa Ewing. Sound design by Melissa Pons and music written by Nico Vitesi of We Talk of Dreams. Additional recording assistance provided by Jordan Alexander and Trey Baker of Music City Studios. To learn more about the show, cast, and crew, visit www.hemlockcreekprod.com. That's hemlockcreekprod.com. Thank you for listening. We will return next week.